everybody we spent time with, one key component to what made them happy was contribution, giving mm-hmm. back, whether giving to charity, using their talents to provide value to others, making somebody else's life better, and whether they made money or didn't make money, contribution was always one driver for them that made them be the happiest. Welcome to On Your Terms with Aaron King, a show about living a life you truly love. Here's Aaron. Well, friends, today it is the million dollar question that we're always trying to answer here at On Your Terms and at Success Magazine in general. What does success look like for you? Well, today I have Brandon T. Adams on the show. Brandon is a two-time Emmy award-winning producer, a keynote speaker, video marketing expert. He's an investor, an inventor, an advisor, and he's the founder of the Rise and Record event. Now, Brandon is someone who actually did the dang thing that many of us have talked about actually doing, which is we're sitting down at dinner one night, we're having a margarita with our partner and we say, you know what? We should just sell everything. We should hit the road. We should travel. We should see what life is all about. Well, Brandon and his now wife did just that. They lived in 12 cities in 12 months and documented the entire experience. They called it success in the city. He has an incredible line of books, courses, and more focused on this topic about how do we discover what success really means to us? And then once we do, how do we share that story using the power of video? This episode with Brandon will be perfect for you. If you've been kind of wondering, how can I get better at sharing the insights that I have gleaned at scale online? Hey everyone, Erin King here, and I am so pumped to bring all of you today's guest. It is Mr. Brandon T. Adams coming at you live safe and sound from St. Petersburg, Florida. Brandon, thanks for joining us. Hey, excited to be here. Oh, well, I am pumped to have you on the show. I mean, just hearing all about your journey with your wife, success in your city. I mean, I cannot think of a more perfect aligned topic for our On Your Terms crew because we are obsessed with redefining what success looks like for us, not just on the other side of a pandemic, but in general, as we're going through these complex wild times and just figuring out how to surface it, identify it, and really chase it down. So let's hit the road. I want to hear about this wild road trip with your fiance. (laughs) How did the concept come together? Tell us your mission. How did this come to be? Because we've all had that conversation. My husband and I have probably had this conversation 10 times. You have a glass of wine. You're like, should we just sell everything and hit the road? Like we always talk about this. We've never had the guts to actually do it. So tell us more about your great story. Well, it's funny because we were sitting, this was uh, June 9th of 2017. We're sitting on a beach in Puerto Rico. At the time, we were just dating, girlfriend's birthday. And we said, what are we going to do next? And I had always wanted to live in 12 cities in 12 months. It was just a bucket list thing for me. And so I said, why don't we go live in 12 cities? And we started talking about the cities, where we go, what we do. And so that was one thing. So, oh, let's do that. Well, then the second part was because I had just got done filming a TV show called Ambitious Adventures. And I said, why don't we film a TV show around it? And so it took a couple more pina coladas and margaritas to get her to be like, oh, okay. Love it. So we came back from Puerto Rico. We ended up starting planning the trip, what cities we'd go in, what we would do, all that stuff. And then we built the team around doing this. And then that October, that year, we did a mini like 30-day trip around the country where we kind of tested it, saw different cities, spoke to groups about our vision. And then December 27th of that year said, okay, we're going to do it. 
we packed up our vehicle and we drove to Scottsdale, Arizona, our first city. And we spent five weeks there. And so we interviewed, if you are a baseball fan, Shea Hillenbrand, two-time All-Star, played for the Red Sox. He lived in that area and we wanted to tell his story from an athlete that made 20 million top of his career and then ended up leaving, bought a zoo, then lost everything within three years. And so oh, wow. we wanted to know what success meant to him. And hmm. so we, we got to know him. We got to tell his story. And so we did that. And then what did we do? We got done. We went to the next city, Austin, Texas, Boston, Massachusetts, Denver, Colorado, Nashville, Tennessee. We kept going. And so we created this series called Success in Your City. Concept is like Brennan and Samantha on a mission to find the true meaning of success before they tie their knot in marriage, which the finale is us getting married in Nashville. That was the journey. And it's crazy because in 12 months, we filmed a TV series, but along the way, we almost went bankrupt. <laughs> and then we sold two businesses. We sold our house. We sold everything we owned, literally got rid of everything, got married. And then we won an Emmy in the same year. And all this happened while traveling the country and filming a series around it. So we had a lot of life things happen to us that most people don't experience in a lifetime that we experience in 12 months while engaged. So it's like, talk about testing the waters before you actually like tie the knot. Holy crap. Okay, let's unpack. There's so much going on right now. This is a phenomenal story. I told you before we started the camera, I am mortified that I have not already seen this incredible series. I cannot wait to watch it the minute this interview is yeah. over. It sounds phenomenal. So, okay, I want to talk about what your ultimate takeaway was from this? Like what was some of your big aha moments? Like, did it hit you over the head like a lightning bolt where yeah. you're like, oh my God, success is this. Or for you, was it a series of just smaller lessons that you maybe kind of always knew, but it crystallized somehow in you in a different way? So it really hit me when we were in Boston, Massachusetts, because the guy that we featured and got to spend a month with was David France. He was a guy that lived on the streets for a while and he made his money by busking, he playing violin and making money people put at the subway into his, his bucket. And so that's how he made money. But what he was doing, he was saving up money because he wanted to create an orchestra with nothing. So basically he found a way to get 30 instruments donated, found a way to donate people, donate a space and save those money and created an orchestra from the ground up. And we ended up filling with the orchestra and the kids. And what we learned from him was, you can do a lot with a little. Money wasn't his driver. And so what we found out is like, wow, there's a lot of things in our life that we don't need. Like it doesn't bring value to our life. So after filming that episode and spending a month there, we actually went home and a month later, we sold our house. We sold 99% of our things. We donated things, got rid of things. And then I ended up actually having the conversations to sell two different businesses. One that had been in my family for 30 years and one that I had created from the ground up. And that all happened because of that. So two big takeaways I learned about success is one, like, what is your version of success? This is the biggest question. Everybody has their own version of success. Once you figure that out, you're going to figure out how to get there. The second one, what everybody we spent time with, one key component to what made them happy was contribution, giving mm -hmm. back, whether giving to charity, using their talents to provide value to others, making somebody else's life better, and whether they made money or didn't make money contribution was always one driver for them that made them be the happiest. And quite honestly, between my wife and I, that was for us. The more we could give, the more we felt happier and more successful as human beings.
Oh, it's so true. I mean, being altruistic is so selfish. I mean, we love it. There is no greater feeling than when you show up, you spend the time, you offer your gift, you donate the money. I mean, every single time you walk away and you're like, was that for them or was that for me? There's no other high, like feeling like you have done something to help lift someone up or just give something that you have, whatever it is. You hear time and time again, like so many people now are struggling with like depression and anxiety and who do they want to be on the other side of the pandemic? You know, the more you read books and listen to podcasts like this, everyone points back to that same core element that sharing the feelings of another sympathy is the primal survival instinct as humans. And not only does it make us feel better, it's also on top of that, it's the fastest path to respect and status and influence among your peers. I mean, the more you read the research around it and the science behind it, it makes you not ask why are people so generous, but why would we ever be selfish? Exactly. You know, I love that so much. So you guys hit the road, you're on the road trip, you're searching for these answers. Now I want to hear about the family business. What was the 30 year, that must've been a tough sell. I can't imagine. What what was the business and how did that unfold? So 1986, my dad got into the ice business, Okay. packaged ice. So like bags of ice, you sell at convenience stores. I was born in 89. So literally as soon as I was out of the womb, I'm delivering ice. Like I was (laughs) helping my dad in the ice business. And so I remember saying as a kid, like, I'm going to buy the business from him one day. I did when I was 23 years old. And then I worked with him. And that was a big part of my life while doing other things in this online world. And so what I, I really found out was really tough because it was so part of my identity. But I knew that it was taking away my energy from the other things that I really loved. Yeah. And so I had to like have a conversation with my father and say, hey, it's been around for 30 years, but I feel like it's time for me to make a transition Mm. in selling the business. We had the conversation. I cried and it was a very tough thing. But once I was done with it, it was the best thing I ever did. It actually helped accelerate everything I did because even though I had 10, 15% energy towards this, I took that all away and put it all towards what I was doing. And Mm. so once I did it, man, the sale was through. It was a relief. Like my... I felt like a new human. Well, was your dad okay with it? What was his emotional journey with it? It was his baby that was then sold by his baby. So it must've been tough for him. You know, it it wasn't as bad as you think. And you kind of knew it's probably what I should do. But the beautiful thing about it is I ended up selling it to my best friends back home who worked with me growing up in in high school and college. And they bought the business from me. So it was a really good transition. And so anytime I'm back home, they always tell me how things are going and they're doing well with it. And oh, that's so great. I don't think it could have been a better turnout. I'm very grateful for how he, and he still gets to talk to them and get to collaborate with the whole business yeah. side. Oh, that's fantastic. Congratulations. What a happy ending to that Thank story. You. you know, it's interesting. You hear a lot of stories about family businesses and how there's one of two ways it's going to go for the most part. Like no one's neutral on family business talk. You know, it's either a yeah. beautiful story like yours or, you know, sadly, and like my husband's family has a whole story where some people aren't talking at Christmas still kind of a thing, you know? And so I think what's really cool that you said that we should surface is you said, look, like I was really nervous to make the decision, to talk to my dad. It was emotional. And how many times do we avoid those tough conversations for that exact reason? Like, am I going to let down my dad? Am I going to fall short of an expectation? Am I going to regret this later? You know, are my besties going to ride off into the sunset and create, you know, the world's largest Amazon ice conglomerate? And I'm like, man, I, I, you know, there's so much fear around making that transition. But what I want to call out is how your courage in 
facing down a tough, emotionally charged, identity-laced venture really was that catalyst for that extra 10 or 15% that you mentioned to be able to really hyper-focus. And there's so many times that all of us, I mean, I've had four ventures. Every single time there's that moment where you're transitioning, right? And you have like one foot in this boat and one foot in this boat. And it's okay for a little while, you're balancing. But as the boat starts to move and you're like, I'm going to fall in the water unless I pick a boat. I got to jump in a boat, right? And so I just think it's great advice for any entrepreneur that's listening. That's like, it might be only another 10, 15%, but look at the trajectory that that small amount of laser focus, even just signaling to the universe, like I'm going all in on this business. And now look at where it's taken you. So I, I just want to applaud that. It sounds like a small Thank you thing. so much. That's really, really important. Okay. So we sell the ice business. The besties are crushing it. You moved into video marketing then, right? Yeah. Is that kind of the trajectory? Because you have a, an amazing event in Nashville in a couple of days. Congratulations. Called Thank Rise you. and Record at riseandrecord.com. And I don't know how much you know about my background, Brandon, but I ran a social media agency for 10 years. And I just recently... Nice sold it this past January. It was acquired by one of our competitors. Thank you. And it's so funny because of all the areas of social media, we were the OGs back in the very beginning. And so I haven't been super hands-on with it in about a year. And I feel like I'm 109. Like so much has happened even just a year in social media. And video is always that constant evolution. There's always like more we can learn and more we can do and pushing the envelope. So tell us about some of the areas that you're seeing right now in the video marketing space that you think is the most exciting for an entrepreneur to pay attention to. Yeah, video, if you're not using video into your business and your systems and process or sharing your story, you should be. It really is a ability for you to communicate a message and a story. And so just like you mentioned, the event we have Rise and Record, it's all about rising up, sharing your story, doing it through video. And storytelling is powerful. I mean, you think about for thousands of years, we've been telling stories. Steve Jobs told great stories with his product launches. Martin Luther King, when he shared that speech and shared those stories, other people in the audience had a dream. When you can communicate a message and a story effectively, specifically through a video, people will build this connection with you and they're going to be more likely to like you and more likely to work with you. So being very like particular here, I create most of my content with my phone right here. Literally get on my phone, shoot some videos, talk about who I am, what I do, and talk about how I help people. And I post it on social media. So Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, those platforms. And I've been doing that now since 2013, 14, just putting out regular content and showing my journey. People were buying to me as a person, but also as I had different areas of area expertise that I had, I shared that and people knew that. And then they reach out to me and want to work with me. Now, what I'm seeing now, that's a huge thing that I'm an advocate of beyond creating content on social media is doing documentary kind of stories, creating projects where it could be a three, five minute video, 10 minute video that is like a mini movie. Then you've got editing, cinematography, music, and creating this experience that draws emotion behind somebody because people buy with emotion. People take action with emotion, whether they see this video that's very powerful and they click it and they buy your book or they pay a ticket for your event, or maybe they donate towards a cause. Great example is Operation OUR that is fighting sex trafficking in third world countries. One of my mentors, first show I did, he helped create that film. And that film raised tens of millions of dollars because it drawed so much emotion with people. And at the end, it said, hey, donate towards a cause. Or I donated everybody because they were so emotional about what was happening. They said, I want to get behind this. And so that is why... If you can figure out how to use documentaries in your systems and processes and also on social media, you can really grow your brand and your opportunities much quicker. 
Yeah, it's so well said. You know, it's interesting. Like, I feel like there's so much possibility with video right now. But when I talk to some of the guys and gals that sort of play in our thought leadership space, there's like a very common thread around just feeling behind, overwhelmed, like they're playing catch up. You know, so if you haven't been doing it for a long time, I think that it can be very intimidating just to get started because it feels like, gosh, I have so much ground to cover consistently in order to be able to really reap those hard business line results, you know, for all the effort and the energy and the creativity. So what would you say is sort of one thing that maybe an entrepreneur that's listening, that's getting started with video marketing, what's one of the things that is not like a mistake, but would probably save them a little time if they didn't go down that road? Well, most people don't even start. And the other thing is most people think it needs to be perfect. 99% of my content, I mean, even though I've done the highest productions is with my phone, create it with your phone. And by the way, don't rewatch it, create it and upload it and post it because a lot of people, they'll create it and they're freaking out. Like, how am I going to look? What are people going to think? Just post the damn thing, get out on social media. You build that confidence up by doing something. And so for me now, I do a video a day, every day. I've done it for four and a half years. And so for you, even if you do two videos a week that you create with your phone, you put a little catchy title and you can do the same thing, post the same video to all platforms. I'm multi-purpose. And so yeah. that's worked very well for me. Um, that's really the simplest way to start. Just start with your phone, yeah. your barrier to entry. Well, at least you're congruent in your message. I really applaud that because you said the biggest thing you learned about success was it doesn't take a lot to do a lot, to make a big impact. And that's sort of your same message here with video marketing is you don't have to yeah. have the fancy setup and the Emmy award-winning production set to get started. So I think that's super encouraging. Tell us about your fancy trophies behind you. How, uh, what, thank you. How did this happen? Tell us about your, your journey there. That's so exciting. Congrats. So we did the show yeah. and we traveled the country and created success in your city. We did that whole journey. And one of our Emmys we won for one of the episodes we did was on a story for Shea Hill and Brand, the baseball player. And so we submitted that and ended up winning the Emmy for that. And then we ended up doing a story, the most powerful story and why I do what I do, my wife's story. So my wife and I are co-hosts together. So two of those are hers, two are mine. And we're authors, business partners together. Her story, it's insane. So like when she was 12 years old, 13 years old, she got addicted to drugs, addicted to meth. And so for a year of her life, it was a complete spiral, almost died in the process. Oh, wow. Somehow got out of that and left the drug addiction, but rolled into an eight-year abusive relationship. So she was in this relationship with this guy. She would leave, come back, leave, come back. And so one day she got up, she packed her bags, she grew up the courage, and she drove away and never saw him again. And Mm. so five months later, I met her and we both were in weird spots in life and we were meant to find each other. and we obviously got married. But I share this because we ended up doing a documentary on her life called Red Flags. And that ended up winning an Emmy. And that story, like, that's why I do what I do. Because how many people out there are dealing with drug addiction, dealing with domestic violence, when they see that, they can see, wow, if she overcame it, I can too. And so it helps people beyond all the money and all that. Like, that's really my passion behind storytelling and filmmaking and and shows and content is because you can have the impact on somebody's life. Mm, what a story, Brandon. Well, I'm so happy that she found the the courage and the gumption and the gutsiness to 
pull herself out of not one, but two super dark scenarios. I mean, that's really impressive. It really is a testament to her strength of will and her mission to be something greater than the circumstances that she found herself in. So I'm so happy that you guys found each other. I'm thrilled that you had the courage to tell that story at scale. Well, it's an easy really vulnerable. Just so you know, it wasn't easy. Like it was very difficult going through that process, sharing that a lot of things come up and arguments and all this stuff. I feel when people do that on camera at that level, it's actually very therapeutic for them as humans and it helps Mm. them get through what they had happened in the past. All the people we've filmed with, we've seen other cases, whether it's bankruptcy or who lost a loved one. But when they share that on camera and we take our team and create it into a project that really empowers others, it helps them too. It just makes them a different person in a way. Well, if you think about it, I mean, even everyone listening, like think of a choice that you made in your past that you're less than proud of. I mean, we all have stories where we're like, gosh, if I could go back, probably would have made a different choice there. Like would have done a do-over on that one. Then imagine putting a microphone, a spotlight around it at scale. I mean, there are certain small things on social media that people get upset about, you know, that they shared a little clip of this or one picture they didn't look great. I mean, we're so hyper aware of how we come across on some of these platforms that to have the audacity and the strength of character to open up like that. That's a whole other level of vulnerability that yes, therapeutic for her. Yes. Helpful to inspire people to make their own changes. But even on the flip side, if you're thinking to yourself, like, I don't have a story to share, or I can't get started on camera, or I'm just afraid of looking stupid. I'm afraid of looking dumb, going to that altruistic place and saying, yeah, but what if there's someone out there Maybe this isn't about me and my business. Maybe it's about the person that's going to exactly. receive that message. It's about right? other people. It's about other people that can help. And that's why we all have a story to share in some capacity or another. So good, Brandon. Well, I love your story. Um, Riseandrecord.com, guys. If you are going to be in the Nashville area or can make it down there, it looks like it's going to be an incredible event. Congratulations. Um, I cannot wait to watch Success in Your City and read The Road to Success. We're going to link to all the things in the show notes. Thank you so much for coming on the show and for sharing everything. I just, I think what you're doing is really exciting and can't wait to learn more. Thank you. It's a pleasure. I mean, anybody listening, just think about your own story and what you've overcome in your life and how that can make an impact in somebody else's life. Because if you overcome it, there's somebody else out there that's in the exact same place you were. And if you can share with the world what you've been able to do, that might save their life. And so that's what comes to mind when I'm creating content or we're working with other people. It's not about you. It's about how you can help somebody else. And so share your story. So good, Brandon. Amen to that, friend. I appreciate you. Thank you for coming on the show. And I think we need to do a second episode. There was a lot more to talk about there, but I know you had to run. So maybe we'll do part two with Brandon and we can get him back on the show. All right, cool. Sounds good, bud. Thanks again. I appreciate you. Yep. Well, it was short. It was sweet. We'll definitely have Brandon back on the show to talk more about his incredible road trip and how we too can become Emmy award-winning video producers. You can learn more about Brandon at his website, riseandrecord.com or follow him on Instagram. Friends, today has been a highlight of my day and I sure hope that our time with Brandon has helped you get a little closer to making sure that you are living a life that you love on your terms. Till next time.